0: Well, welcome to the Journey Together podcast with Josh and Anna Gresham.
1: Episode 11. We have completed 10 episodes.
0: 10 episodes down.
1: Congratulations. Congratulations.
0: You know, it's funny. If you're watching on YouTube, you're like, man, how long did they stay at this beach house?
1: Only three days. We were there without our children. Think, no, it was
0: four days. Was it was four days? Four, yeah, it was four days. Three but days
1: of podcasting.
0: Two days of podcasting.
1: I don't see I don't even know. So
0: <laughs> a blur. We filmed five one day and five the next.
1: Without our kids it was quiet. They wanted to come so badly. You all know we have four children, uh, ages 10 to 17, three boys and a girl. Uh, we shut them down immediately. No, you can you cannot come. It was
0: cold anyway. The ocean was <laughs> cold. They couldn't have enjoyed themselves. So
1: So the first 10 episodes, uh, thank you for joining us on this journey. You like that play of words?
0: I do. I do.
1: And we're excited about what God's doing. We've really wanted to enjoy this. Yeah. Um, We hope that you're enjoying it. If so, tell your friends about it. Uh, Yeah,
0: subscribe. Obviously, it seems like everyone and their mother always says, subscribe (laughs) and, you know, do this and do that. Um, The only reason why you should subscribe, we're not making any money from this. (laughs) Um, It's just so that you get up to date on a new episode that comes out. And maybe it might be one that hits home that you really wanted to listen to. So that's why. So subscribe, share, send to your friends. We really appreciate all that you all that you have done. There's so many different people who will tell me, and it's really weird. They'll be like, I listened to your podcast and I love this. And I was like, okay. Because <laughs> it was awkward in the sense of like, oh, you listened. I Not that I'm shocked, but I'm shocked. I don't know. You're clearly shocked. I am, but I don't know. Again, I said it in the very beginning on episode one, I'm doing this for my great grandchildren. It's
1: you know, what we love is uh, whenever people grab a hold of biblical truths, it's something that God's just given you that's going to transform your life. And if we can be a part of that, of what God's doing, that is a huge blessing. Yes. So that's absolutely. really what this boils down to.
0: Yeah, for sure. So what did you learn in the last 10 episodes?
1: Okay. I, I My, know this. Yeah. No, okay. I, I right. really know this. Right. So I can have a challenging, it's challenging for me at times to um, find things that are wrong rather than what is right. Mm -hmm. And from the very beginning, all the way through, so I would have redone multiple episodes because (laughs) I would be like, oh, we could totally do this better. Let's do it again. And in the very beginning, I knew that that would destroy the joy Right. of what we were doing yeah, with this. Because sure. our whole goal for this was really to have a great marriage win, that we're having fun talking about Jesus together. So I'd say the greatest thing that these 10 episodes have taught me has has really been to not look at what we need to change, but to grow from what needs to be changed and to celebrate what we've already accomplished.
0: Right, correct. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you on that. You That hits home for me it would have taken the joy out of it if it's constantly like, "Oh, let's redo this. Cut number one. Right. I fifteen. Could have, oh,
1: I, w- I could have said this better. You know, we always could say something better after you go through, but that's not what this is about. Yeah, I really wanted to celebrate each episode with you, and and not talk about it. Yeah, not talk about. Oh, well, looky here, you don't <laughs> know. That. Right. So, yeah. all right, how about you?
0: Um, I think learning the processes of. If it being more of a conversation and enjoying that aspect of it all versus a "you say something, I say something," it's like let's have a real conversation. And so I think yeah. through the development of each episode, it was that. Um, I agree. So that's something we're learning. A
1: point of growth.
0: Yeah. So not
1: I, talking at each other, but to each other.
0: Correct. Yeah. So you I like that. Yeah, and it's an interview process of of being you know, who we are and what we're feeling and all that. So I'm, I'm definitely thrilled about where we're going, what we're doing. And it's a lot of fun. You know, so it makes me make to be, um, it makes me more thankful for you. Wow.
1: Wow. <laughs> Last night he told me that my nostrils were beautiful.
0: <laughs> well, there was a, a backstory to that. And, I remember I was at a hotel room with some of my friends. And we were in high school, and we were at this church uh, convention thing. And I remember um, this a friend of mine, his name was Pascal, and he said, Oh, I love, and I forget her name now, but I love her. She's so beautiful. And so another guy in the room goes, What makes her so beautiful? He goes, Even her nostrils are beautiful. And I'll never forget that. So last night, for the very first time I've ever told any woman, In my life, your nostrils are beautiful.
1: You know, it made me feel good. I took it as a compliment.
0: (laughs) Even your (laughs) nostrils. Yeah, that's true. (sighs) All right, well, let's get into today's podcast. Um, Oh, by the way, we are in my office at the church. So if you're like, where are you at? Trailhead
1: Church. This is his office. Yes, we're
0: the pastors of Trailhead Church, if you didn't know that already. And this is my church office. So this will be the majority of our... um, our podcasting videos. So maybe I might turn the camera around a few different ways, but this is for the most part, what you're gonna see from yeah. here on out. So we might do some on location shots, wow. vacation trips we take there or we whatever, go. but but for the most part, this is where we're gonna be. So this is my office and I'm, I love my office. And I made this table yesterday. I made- He
1: actually has made like <laughs> 75% of the things in here, which, uh, which I'm thankful that you can do that. It's I, a big deal.
0: I don't really make anything. I just... I'm no, a con- he does. Stop. I just put sandpaper to wood and say, hey, look, These it's the table. You made those frames. I did, but it's still, it's just sandpaper. made sand that paper. table. You made this table. It's just sandpaper and a saw. <sighs> and those then... tables. Zzz, and that. then I'm done. But anyway. You made anyway. that. You
1: made that. Okay, stop. Okay, sorry.
0: <laughs> All right. Today's <laughs> podcast, we are talking about parenting.
1: Parenting is
0: hard. And it's... Fun. And you need to look at it as fun. (laughs) This isn't, you know, the problem with a lot of parents, they, it's like a bucket list. Get, it's like, get married, have children, you know, it's like check marks and it's, that's not how it should be. Children aren't a check mark.
1: No, children are not a check mark. Children are a part of your everyday life, which we know to celebrate. We we've written some things down that have really helped us along the way. Yeah. We had four children in seven years. Uh, Moved away from family when our oldest child was almost three, and our youngest was three months old at the time. And uh, I feel like that we've grown up with our children. So we're still in the thick of it, ages 10 to 17. And a lot of what we're going to talk about today is what we're learning along the way of what God has uh, just shown us in parenting. We are not perfect (laughs) parents.
0: (laughs) We're on the ride here. (laughs) She goes, we need to make sure we just claim this. We're, we don't have it all together. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure people will realize that pretty quickly. But anyway.
1: All right. A couple of weeks ago in our bedroom, I sat down on the couch. I started crying. To
0: oh, we t- don't have a couch in our bedroom.
1: Oh, that's right. I sat down on the bed. I don't know where this that This is came your from. make-believe bedroom? It is. I wish I had a couch in my bedroom. <laughs>
0: it's like, wow, we are wealthy. Who we has a couch <laughs> in, our ba- in our bedroom? It will happen. Okay.
1: I sat down on the bed. I began crying, and I looked at you, and I said... Parenting is hard.
0: Yeah. Do you remember? Well, yeah. <laughs> no, it's happened so many times that I'm kind of used to hearing it. It's just a blur. Uh,
1: but parenting is good because God is good. And we go through different seasons of parenting. What, okay, what was up to this point do you feel like has been your most challenging season in parenting?
0: Oh gosh, that's a great question. Because we've don't... had
1: babies. We've had elementary. Gonna we've had babies,
0: sp- okay, babies. The reason is because you don't know what they need. And as a male, I know this sounds ridiculous. So we chose to breastfeed, and then as a male, it was difficult because we didn't do any like barely any bottles or any of that. Right. So it was, I mean, barely any bottles, if any at all, because we chose. I did to not use do a stand- great
1: job introducing the bottle, and financially, it was just. It was wise for me to nurse. Right. And
0: you stayed at home True. with our children, so there wasn't much of a need for bottling, per se. So I I wasn't a part of that. So then I felt, um, and any time a child needed something, gosh, when they were colicky, the worst. Because you yeah. didn't know. Like, no. what do they need? What can we do? You just wanted to soothe them. And you also just wanted to get them quiet.
1: We had four colicky
0: Yeah. Babies. And that was tough. That was that was really hard for me as a as a dad, as a parent of like, I can't I wish they would just tell me what they need. I'll get it for them. And that was the toughest. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think probably for me. okay, three years old with all my boys was challenging. There was no terrible twos. It was three was a challenging age. They were pressing the limits and uh, it was just hard. I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, am I ever going to get through this? Uh, which of course you do. Yeah. And we'll talk about how we got through those areas, you know, but to be completely honest, having three teenage boys is 100% the hardest for me right now. Uh, And I think a lot of it is the same. oh, Oh, okay. The same thing of what you just said. You don't really know at times where they're at or what they need. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm guessing half of the time and I'm just trying things and the other night whenever I cried I sat down and I had gone to my two oldest boys and I looked at them and I was like this is really hard for me I'm I just I really need to know what you need from me right now Mm -hmm. and I was very honest and then I came in our room and and I looked at you and I thought was that too honest and you said no then I said okay well if they think I'm crazy tomorrow I need you to fix it. (laughs) If mom is overly emotional, I need you to take care of that tomorrow.
0: Yeah. It's funny because in your parenting style, it's like, um, the puzzle pieces. And when one, it's like a big giant puzzle. And if one piece is missing, you're going crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I've got to find that piece. And if I don't find that piece, and then you're like, and then you're searching everywhere to find that piece and then it's like now I can rest. And, um, you know, I, I don't disagree with that way of thinking or that process you go through. Cause I, I, I too, I think we all experience that type of, of um, process. But you, you really do just need to relax at times and be like, all right, you know what? And you do a fantastic job at saying, "All right, I can't find the piece. God's going to find this piece, and God will make it up. And it's true, and it will work." But it's funny because you you go ah, and you you've kind of lost it of like, "I gotta find this piece." and but I, I don't blame you. I mean, you know, but you always go back to God. You always go back to God's going to find this. God's going to help us. God's going to do this. Yeah, so.
1: He is the source of everything yeah. uh, because he is the one that he, he told us from the very beginning. One of the first commandments that he's given us with the promise was to be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. And to uh, train our children in the way of the Lord. And we'll get into what that means because it's really exciting. That scripture yeah. excites yeah. me. All right. But let's OK. Let's talk about five ways that uh that really are going to help you when parenting is hard. And for us we've seen with our children so far that we've gone it's gone through waves where there's seasons. There are seasons yeah, of sure. seed time and harvest. Yeah. That's how God operates. Where you're sowing seed, it takes time for that seed to uh really begin to, you know, grow those roots of what you're watering and just allowing the Lord to come in and and shine upon your children. And uh, then you start to see a harvest. And then I feel like you repeat that again and again as they go through seasons of growth. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is what it looks like to really just come in and nurture your kids. So, okay, first first thing that we want to talk about uh, that's really going to help us understand those challenging seasons of parenting is uh, we've got to trust God with our children. Yeah. And... For me, that means that I am choosing to not parent from fear or from that place of defense, but from an an offensive stance that I am parenting by faith in God. Because fear wants to creep in with parenting and steal the joy of, of what God's doing in your kids' lives. So what's happened for me, even in the last couple of weeks, the Holy Spirit's reminded me, Anna, I expose things that your children are going through so that you can correct them through the Word of God and train them to raise them in a godly way. So don't get in fear when God shows you an area that you need to work on as a parent. Trust Him with that area. Yeah, that's great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's always everything, covering them in prayer going to God first with the circumstance, how to handle it, what to talk about, um, giving, asking God for creative ways to be able to share that conversation with your children. Yes. Um, to meet them at that that spot. Because, you know, you can talk over your kids' heads like <laughs> really quickly, and then they just shut down. They're not listening to anything you have to say. But you got to actually...
1: That you're living out loud how yeah. you trust in God. Right. So even when I went to my boys... Uh, so this is this really, this blessed me over the top as a parent. I've been focusing in on Jochebed. If you don't know who Jochebed is, that is Moses' mom. You can read about her in Exodus chapter 2. And these five points that we're going to give you go right along with who she is. Uh, she had to trust in God for her child, knowing that God was going to take care of him, even though, Pharaoh, they were killing, killing all of uh, the baby boys. I mean, it was a terrible time uh, for her to have a child and she had to have faith in God. So I've been studying about her really getting in, like in my notes, I, r- I wrote in my notes, Anna released the basket. Okay. This is someone, even when my kids were little, that I focused in on of Jochebed had to really have faith in God and just trust God with her children. Like, God, you want my child. You're the one that created my child. And uh, God's been ministering to me about what that basket had looked like, uh, that she placed him in and put him in that Nile River, that that was really just bathed in prayer, that uh, he had given her a strategic plan, which we'll talk about that in a second. So I go in and I talk to our oldest son, Cademan, and I, I'm crying my eyes out, having an emotional mom moment, and he said, Mom. And he didn't know that this is somewhere that I've been in the word of God, but this is what he said to me, which is just the Holy Spirit loving on me. He said, mom, you have been covering us in prayer and it's like a hard protective shell around us. Oh, and he said that because of that, we are going to follow God. You know, your children are up against a lot of things in this world right now. And our prayer is that our children have an experience, an encounter with God and a testimony of Jesus in their lives. And to hear my son remind me that I am praying, yeah. and to have that picture of Moses in that basket—that even in the Nile—and you think of everything that was coming up against him in that Nile River, and that he was not going to a godly house; he was going to Pharaoh's house. Mm-hmm. But God still protected him, and his mother had to trust in God that God was going to see him through. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, that's, that's, that's everything. Great. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's a
0: great picture. So a lot of parents you are sitting here and you're thinking, man, you know, like what right. am I what am I doing? How am I going to do this? <laughs> what does
1: this look like?
0: Trust in the <laughs> Lord. Go to Trust him. Trust
1: in yeah, God. You can
0: do it. All right? All
1: right. Number 2, having a plan.
0: So oh. seasons you mentioned earlier, there's like waves of different things that right. take place yeah. with your children. So each child is a different child. If you if you've chosen to have more than one, um, there is a real uh, there's a real season involved with each child, and man, is it—it's difficult uh, because you thought what would work from the previous one would work for the second. It's not the case, and so having a plan is important.
1: So it's a Holy Spirit strategic plan where Josh and I remember one time we were in a season where one of our children, how we were disciplining him just wasn't
0: working well. I like how we said him. We're choosing to leave this child's name We have three hymns,
1: so it could be any (laughs) one, and it just wasn't working. So we came together and prayed, all right? We asked the Lord to give us a plan, and God did. He gave us a a specific plan to to discipline him, and then we had to make a choice to stick to it. Is that the challenge?
0: Yes. How challenging is it? Sticking to the plan is definitely difficult because emotions come you know, barreling in and you have like emotions of anger and whatever. Cause you're like, why aren't you getting it? <laughs> and, and you, you can't, um, there, there is, there's no option for you to react from emotions. If you're only doing that because you don't have a plan and, right. and you need to have a plan.
1: So a part of our plan was to separate that. He had to immediately go to his room till he calmed down till we calmed down and we knew that he received, he hated to disappoint God, to feel like that what he was doing was not honoring God. And we had to immediately go in to the biblical standpoint with him. Uh, but the first part of that plan was always to remove him from the situation. Yeah. And a part of that, we had to come in agreement as, a par- as parents together to be consistent Consistency is key when God gives you a plan. It's it seems easier in the time to give a hundred warnings to your children. Oh yeah, right. But then to never follow through. But the problem with that is then they never learn uh, that there is a disciplinary action. To there's there's a uh, reaction to their action, and that they have to have ownership for what they're doing. We're training them. Yeah. Um, one of the scriptures, and I'm sure you guys know this scripture, but it's valuable to think about. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 6 says, "Train up a child in the way he should go," and in the Amplified Classic Edition, it says, "And in keeping with his individual gift or bent, and when he is old, he will not depart from it." Uh, you know, Jacob had to have a plan, and that plan was God gave her a plan to, you know, make that basket and send her son out to save him. God has a plan for you for your individual, for that child's individual gift and bent mm-hmm. that works just for them. Yeah. And when he gives you that plan, stay consistent with it. Ask the Lord to strengthen you. Ask him to help you. That word train, this is really cool. This was what I was excited about. You know I like words. So that word train in the Hebrew... Uh, you uh, pronounce it uh, "Kunak." possibly. I could have totally butchered that. I, okay. You did great. Anyway, perfect. Anyway, so to train up or to dedicate. So that word train is used, that Hebrew word is used five times in the Old Testament. Four of those times, it's used as a way to dedicate a house, mm-hmm. okay, unto the Lord. So if we read this from that verbiage... It means that I am dedicating my child to the Lord to train my child up in such a way that, that, God, you know what's best for my child, that this child belongs to you. And you want your child to make that decision to follow Jesus. So when you have a Holy Spirit plan, a consistent plan, then you are teaching your child to hear the voice of God. Because one day we're not going to be that voice, that primary voice and we want our children in the most challenging of seasons to know that they can go to the Lord to know that they belong to God that that God is truly their heavenly father that they are dedicated unto him yeah and a strategic plan is going to help facilitate that
0: yeah so make it happen you need to be in in if you are a single parent then it's between you and God uh, and maybe a mentor a good counselor that you have in your life someone that you can kind of bounce ideas off of if you are Co-parenting here. This is where you need to have a plan, and you need to talk it out. Go to the, go to God, and and begin. And as you begin to lay those steps out, there could be moments, points of of reflection to go back and say, "All right, this isn't working. This is working. Let's tweak this. Let's tweak that." So you may not just get the perfect plan right out the gate, but make it happen.
1: We've had to tweak a lot of things along the way. We're still tweaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I realized with uh, our middle son that I just needed more one-on-one time with him. And, and it didn't have to be overcomplicated. Uh, he was at the age where he thought it was cool to go get, you know, like a drink somewhere, a slushy, a, uh, a smoothie, whatever it might be. And I started just taking him out in the car and having those 20-minute, let's go get a drink moments. Right. And, so don't overcomplicate. That's even a part of the plan. Like God, God yeah. orchestrates. It's not just discipline. It's fun time. It's hanging out time.
0: Yeah, and another part of the plan would be, like, let's, let's say the siblings are fighting, then at the end of the fight, when you are discussing all of this, that part of the plan is they're going to say they're sorry to one another and they're going to hug each other. That's a part of the plan. So even some just simple steps, I'm, they're going to do this. They're going to hug. They're going to say they're sorry. So, so we just
1: had that happen and we had to walk through what <laughs> what that argument looked like. Joshua came in and said, okay, I need you to tell each other one way that you can love each other. Then as we walked through that, it was not easy. This is hard. It was hard. Uh, but the Holy Spirit helped us. Uh, then we we made them apologize, tell each other they loved each other, give each other a hug, and then we prayed together as a family. Prayer is always a part of the plan. Um, if you've got littles, so we're talking a lot about teenagers. If you have littles, at night, our nighttime routine was huge in being a part of the plan. Mm-hmm. And we always finished... Uh, We would do a story, maybe a Jesus story, read from the Bible or a fun story. They like to hear stories from our lives after they would shower, brush their teeth, get in, you know, get into their bedrooms. And then the very last thing we did was sing a Jesus song, or we'd put on a worship song just to set that atmosphere of praise. And there were some days that were so challenging when they were little that I thought, this is the best (laughs) moment of my day, was just allowing God's presence to fill that room. And I needed it so badly. Uh, God knows what you need with this plan and he will help you uh he'll help you every step of the way
2: yeah All All right.
1: right. Number three. So first, trust God with your children, having a plan. Number three, influence and authority. You know what I like about Jochebed was that she still had influence in Moses's life. God set it up. Her influence began, of course, when he was a child, but she was even able to nurse her child and in an ungodly location, share the love of God to Moses Mm -hmm. and help create that foundation.
0: Yeah. Influence is so important. Um, As a parent, you don't need to be, and this is an argument you hear all the time, you don't need to be their best friend. You need to be their parent. Um, A lot of people want to be like their their kid's best friend. We want to be our kid's best friend in the essence of what a best friend is, but we're not their best friend. We are their parent. At the end of the day, we're here to help train them and to guide them. And one of the ways that we want to be very proactive is to make sure that we're influential not authoritative authoritative yes meaning there's a, a, a respect and an honor that our children have for us but we really want to make sure that we are training our children up in being influ or we're influencing them that we're getting them a part of what we're doing
1: right that they look and they think and okay that's not perfection no that means that we apologize in front of our kids if we've messed up. Yeah. Okay. Influencers, they're, they're real about what's going on. Uh, you know, we don't tell them everything. I don't mean that. But I mean, like, we've had moments where I've had to go and I'd say, I'm sorry, you guys. I messed up with this. Or if I've raised my voice, I go in and apologize. Guys, I'm sorry. I should not have done that. And I'm working on it. Uh, yes, you aggravated me, but it was wrong. I want you to forgive me. Uh, influencing in how we love the Lord and how we serve God, that we serve him from a place of joy, that we know that God is our source, uh, influential that, that this isn't, uh, just, you know, we just do what we do. No, actually we have a purpose to our life and we want them to know
0: the same thing. Yeah. It's recognizing that we made children, they're 50 you, 50 me, but not really. Sometimes they're 20 you, <laughs> right. 80 me, and vice versa. So we recognize that these are our children. And the Scriptures tell us that we, or the commandments, excuse me, one of the Ten Commandments is you should obey your parents and you'll live a long and healthy life. Well, one of the reasons is because we've paid the dumb tax. We've paid this, this uh, what we've done, our own experiences to go, we should know better. And seeing that they have characteristics of us, we say, oh, we can see this path even more clearer because we go, oh, goodness, this this shouldn't happen. And more clearly, sorry, that was bad English. Anyway, <laughs> so it's the understanding of I want to raise my children up. I want to influence them to see and bringing them a part of our lives. So, uh, so today we have a special guest. She's hanging in the background watching us. <laughs> Um, we wanted to bring in our fourth child, Carly. Carly, come on in. And so we're going to ask her some questions because she. Oh, get up here! Oh, you've gotten so big. Stop getting big. Carly's in the
1: fifth grade. Doing a great job.
0: Thanks. Yes. <laughs> All right. So we wanted to we wanted to ask her a few questions. So, mom, ask away.
1: All right, Carly. What is the most challenging thing of having three teenage brothers?
2: Um, they like to boss you around a lot.
1: Do you? Because en- they're older than you. Oh, that's true. Do you enjoy sharing a bathroom with them? No.
2: <laughs> that's what? the worst thing.
1: That that would it. be the worst thing. Yeah. Yes, that is a hundred percent. You know, Carly, you're the youngest. Uh, we like to say that you're the CEO of the family. Uh, that means that you uh, you win sometimes. Do you do you agree that you win?
2: Yeah, I do. <laughs>
1: Okay, what is something that you love that your dad does for you or with you?
2: Um, I like how when it's just me and him, he tries to make it like a one-on-one fun time.
1: Oh, that's great.
0: That is good. Like we wrestle.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I do not wrestle. (laughs) No. No, I do not wrestle. Okay. uh, Can I, wait, am I allowed to ask her about me? Is that... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. What's something that you enjoy that you and I do together?
2: I like how, because you pick me up from school... That you always con- like you always make a conversation.
1: Oh, that's good. I like to talk about your day and yeah. your life.
0: Well, thanks, Carly. What's the one thing, Carly, that there's uh, there's parents out here that are trying to navigate their their parenting mm-hmm. skill? Uh, they feel inadequate at times. Do you think that your mother and I? Do you think that we're missing it as parents? No. So then I would say that you as a parent that's listening, you're not missing it. Your children, they think you, you're you the best. So what is it that, because um, your mom already asked, like, what is the one thing like I do that you love or, and the one thing that she does? But together, like, what do you just love about being in the Gresham house? Like, what's exciting? Like, what all of that is?
2: Instead of just like having three older brothers, like, uh,
0: what? Say it. <laughs>
2: I don't know.
0: <laughs> but being a Gresham, being in the house, what is what is something that you're like, man? I'm. Just, I love. I love being here. Like, I don't know. Is there something that just warms your heart?
2: Um, at night, like. We all, like, sit on the couch, mm-hmm. and we all have, like, family time to talk. Yeah. And just sit there together. Right. You enjoy family
1: time. Yeah. Yeah. You like family
0: time. So, I, okay. So, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to expand on that in just a second. Everybody give it up for Carly.
1: All right, Carly. <laughs> all right,
0: you go have a seat. Thank You're you, Carly. We put you, okay.
1: okay. we put you on the spot. We put you on the spot. We're proud of you. All
0: right. I, I want to point out something she said that was really important, Okay. You know what was really important? She, it wasn't the la- the lack of her words. Basically, spoke volumes to me. There wasn't anything that was negative. It was all about just being together.
1: Yeah, it's huge.
0: That was it. I mean, when you asked her, what, and she kind of paused, kind of, like, I don't, know. and you could tell she was kind of frozen in her head a little bit. But it was also the just being together, being, he, being there, being present is so important. It is important. And I think that's where you as a parent, if you're sitting here and you're thinking, you're just banging your head up against the wall, like, I don't know, how could I do something better? How, just be present. Be there. Be an influence in their life. Bring them alongside of you of what you're doing. Love on them. And that's the most important thing.
1: And ask hard questions. Ask good questions. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you in conversation. Uh, I realized being an influencer that I needed to, for my boys, it was taking them on car rides, and they would just open up and start talking to me one-on-one. My oldest loves to go on walks, and he would just sit and tell me all kinds of things. Some things I didn't want to know, to be honest, but I'm thankful that he felt comfortable enough to tell me. And then when he would tell me, I would just act like, all right, i just listen. And go along with you know the conversation and and just you know ask the Lord for help and if I needed to add my input to what was going on, uh, but I'm thankful that God is showing us how to be present with our children yeah. and what that looks like.
0: Yeah, if it's too, it's easy to be authoritative because you're basically just no, yes, and then discipline, 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 no, yes. Where you know, let's be real, the the most impact in my own life growing up were. More of my friends than my my parents. I mean, that's the truth. So I want to be. I want the the scales to, to yeah, tip that's right. where I have more influence in my children's lives, and that's being a part of their life. So instead of just being so no, yes, no, yes, and then discipline, discipline, discipline. It's no. Let's go out. Let's go have fun together. Let's be together. Let's have. Let's do life together.
1: Let's do life together. Yeah. All right. Trusting in God, having a plan. Influence
0: versus authority. Okay.
1: And then God's grace is greater. Oh, yeah. Take a deep breath.
0: (sighs) Forgive yourself. (laughs) That's right.
1: You are a great parent. Yep. And God's grace is greater than those mess ups. When my kids were babies, so I have a hard time judging door frames. I hit my (laughs) shoulder on door frames all of the time. And I can't tell you how many times I've conked our kids' heads on door frames. And then felt terrible. Like I'm, you know, well, I myself hit dorm frames. They're totally fine. Everyone's okay. But it can be anything that you beat yourself up over as yeah, a parent. It's true. And Galatians chapter six, verse nine. And let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint and acting nobly and doing right. For in due time and at the appointed season, we shall reap if we do not loosen and relax our courage and faint. If we do not lose heart. We will reap at the appointed time. If you are weary in this season right now of parenting, whatever season it is, God's grace is greater, and He will see you through. Do not yeah. lose heart. Do not lose courage. I think in, in Jochebed's life that she had to rely on the grace of God every step of the way, mm-hmm. releasing, uh, releasing her son and knowing that God's grace is greater than the circumstance you are in right now. Yeah. And we've had some challenging seasons of discipline with our kids. We've had some hard seasons where, you know, if they battled sickness one year, we went to the emergency room four times for things that could have been really serious. And the Lord took care of us every single time. And, yeah. and it was just God's grace that I remember thinking that I'm not going crazy right now just His grace and His new mercies for every day. I did pray, God, I would really like for this next year for us not to go to the emergency room this much. Please help. (laughs) Send help.
0: Right. Yeah, I think, yeah, for many of us that are parenting, boy, you can just feel so inadequate. And that's where it's important that God's grace comes in and just meets the need. And that goes back to the puzzle scenario that I gave earlier, or example, and that's you know you're gonna have some missing pieces at times, and give yourself some grace. It's okay, all right. You're going to learn. Kids are they're fairly forgiving. I mean, you know, if you go to your children and say, "Hey, I'm sorry. Let's let's start over. Let's let's look at this. Why are you doing this? Let's get back to the whys, the action plan. Of I, I've got to get to the root cause. You know, what are you? Where are you listening to? What are you? What are you watching? What are you engaging in? What yeah. kids are you hanging out with at school that you're mimicking this behavior? So it's asking those questions, giving yourself some some pause with grace. Grace is a good pause. A pause, take a deep breath, yeah. get wisdom, asking God, what can I do? God will start at start giving you, okay, there's a deeper rooted thing to this. Let's get down to it.
1: God's grace is his action plan for your life and it's His favor upon your life.
0: Grace is supernatural strength. (laughs) That's
1: right. Supernatural favor.
0: Endurance.
1: Yes, perseverance. God's grace will help you when disciplining is hard. And he'll flip that switch and tell you that it's good. Josh, one time, I called him crying because I had to discipline all of our kids. And we were out in public. And it was just totally overwhelmed. Embarrassing. It was embarrassing. To you, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing (laughs) embarrassing to me. And he said, he gave me this talk. He said, I want you to stop it right now. You're a great mom. And because you're disciplining your kids, it shows that you're a great mom. I had to flip the switch. That's right. I'm disciplining my kids. I'm a great mom. I'm doing a great job.
0: If you're still listening to this podcast and you didn't press stop... You're a good parent. Yeah. Because you're meaning, you're trying to get as much as you possibly can. I'm willing to, I wanna hear this, I wanna hear that, because you wanna be a good parent. So you're a great parent.
1: All right, fifth thing.
0: Here we go. Fifth and final.
1: Celebrate your children,
0: celebrate them.
1: Believe the best in your child.
0: Okay, so uh, a few weeks ago, um, I had found out that my children didn't know something that I felt was important all of my children. Now they knew some of the states and the United States, but when I started asking like, where's Oregon? And one of the kids was like, isn't that like near uh, uh, Virginia? And you're like, no, no, it's not near Virginia. So immediately (laughs) I was like, oh, you guys are all gonna learn the United States of America, where they're located, and you're gonna be given a test. So I wanna celebrate my children, I found out a deficit, okay? There was was something missing in their life and I thought, I gotta get this corrected. So I said, next Friday, there's gonna be a a quiz. And so then each one of them took the quiz and afterwards we celebrated. I gave them each. Now I'm not saying you have to do something like this. This was a once a three month thing to do, but I gave our children $20 each for completing and getting a hundred every one of our children they got a hundred percent on the test which I was thrilled and I found a computerized test where they could click the when the state would come up and then they would click the state where it was located so it was awesome and throughout the week I actually got to help two of my children the two youngest on memorization I got to spend time with them it was Thrilling to watch them. It was frustrating at the same time. Uh, one kid would fight me about you know certain things. I told him that Nebraska looked like a gun, and he's like, "It's not a gun. It doesn't look like a gun." And I was like, "I'm just trying to help you memorize." So um, during the test, he was like, "Nebraska looks like a gun," and then he looks <laughs> at me, and then he clicked the Nebraska, and I was like, "Boom! That's how you memorize stuff." So anyway. Gave them $20, and then we all went out and got a special treat, and then we went to the movies. We celebrated. And I made over their favorite the dinner. Favorite, yeah, favorite we dinner. Celebrated. Yeah, I mean, we went over the top celebration.
1: Celebrate your kids. Believe the best. In Ephesians chapter two, verse 10, it says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We often take that scripture as our own, but I want you to take that scripture for your children today, for your child. Your child is God's handiwork. Your child was prepared to do good works for the kingdom of God, which God has already prepared for your child to do. Believe God's best for your child. Believe the best in them. Celebrate them. This is something that right now with my teenage boys, even when things are hard, I've had to remind myself when it's tough of, okay, stop. You're a teenager. You were special and did weird things.
0: Like what? Uh, no, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> all kinds of things. You, I talked back to my mom every morning and then would we didn't have cell phones. I would go to my teacher in the first block class and ask her if I could use her phone and call and apologize to my mom and tell her I was sorry for being so mean in the morning. You're so sweet. Thank you. So... You know, my mom, she'd forgive me. She loved me. And then every morning she'd wake me up and tell me how much she loved me. She continually believed the best in me, even when I wasn't at my best. God believes the best in you. When you're not at your best, we need to do the same for our kids. That is a lesson that I am working on right now that God is showing me. That's good. So our five things, trust God. Do not parent from fear. God, Have faith in God. Having a plan. There's a Holy, strategi- Holy Spirit strategic plan. Consistency is key with that. Influence versus authority. Yeah. Right? I love them. God's grace is greater, and then celebrate your children. You're going to believe the best in them. Um, parenting is hard, but parenting is good because God is good.
0: What a joy that you have to raise a next generation to have an influence and impact on the culture of the society and then raising them up to know who God is in their life. Yeah. That's powerful. That's right. All right. Well, hey, thanks for joining the Journey Together podcast. And we really are so thankful you're listening, tuning in. So just subscribe, share. We're so thankful for you guys. Yeah.
1: You are a great parent.
0: You got it. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.